It is Undercovered Ops week number eight. I am your host, Cody Carpentier. You can find me on Twitter at CarpentierNFL, on Patreon.com forward slash CarpentierNFL. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with me on this fine Wednesday night. It's a little bit later than we wanted. We wanted to be down here about eight o'clock. We wanted to get over this, get talking about these. But I, I'm just, I was kind of working on the show sheet and it just kept building and kept building and kept building. I thought, I was like, oh, we're going to have a short. We had you know, a bunch of buys in week seven, we're going to be rolling into week eight, we're going to have not much to talk about. But I was well, I was wrong. I broke down these teams. And there is a pile of things we need to go over. There's a pile of things that that I didn't realize on Sunday. And I didn't realize on Monday that I just found out that I just wanted to talk about I just want to talk about these situations that even starting on Thursday night with Robert Tanyan, I love Robert Tanya on Thursday night. Of course, we know Devonta Adams is not going to play on Thursday. Most likely, he has to pass two COVID tests in the next 48 hours to play. Alan Lazard also out. He is not vaccinated, so he's not going to play. It's Robert Tanya. Tanya finally broke out five targets, four receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting on Robert Tanya to break out in 2021. Last year, of course, he had double-digit touchdowns. We know that. But Tanya found that connection. He looked great on Sunday. And I look for that to continue to happen in week number eight in Arizona on Thursday Night Football. For that reason, I'm going to underdogfantasy.com using that promo code UNDERWORLD. I can't use this right now because I have already deposited. But if you are a first-time user at underdogfantasy.com, you can use the promo code UNDERWORLD and they will match your first deposit up to $100. It's a new thing you could have done before where you deposit. They just give you a bonus 10 this time. If you deposit $100, they will give you $100. Right now, you can go there. Do that. Tomorrow night, Thursday Night Football, Aaron Jones. I like the over in receiving yards. You can go Aaron Rodgers over in passing. I love Robert Tanyan. If they, they haven't dropped the number yet for him in the receiving standpoint, but I love that one. Whatever it's going to be, I'm going to like it because uh, he should be the de facto number one receiving option outside of Cobb and, and MVS if he's activated. He has not been activated yet. And then A.J. Green, you have to mix in somebody from the other team. A.J. Green over 49.5. He's hit that in four of his last five. Also, if you want to learn more about these pickums, betting four or five parlays on Underdog Fantasy, Larky just talked about this on YouTube on Monday on the First Mover podcast. You can find that on the podcast channel or you can find that on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Roto Underworld, or you can just on this page right here, like this, subscribe, and it'll pop up every Monday. Larky talks the First Mover podcast. But that's I love Robert Tanya this week. And then in Denver, we can go up there. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams playing this back-and-forth game. This week, Melvin Gordon, eight carries, Javante Williams, four. But in the past game, Javante Williams had seven targets, six for 47 on the in the air. And Melvin Gordon, three targets, two for 14 in the air against the Cleveland Browns on Thursday night football. Let's move to Kansas City. Kansas City is a fun one because um, it feels like um, it feels like McCole Hardman has become the Ronald Jones of the receivers, if, if that's a thing. McCole Hardman just feels like he keeps getting forced into this role that he just can't fill. He's never he's played in 39 NFL games. He's never won over 100 receiving yards. He's never had two touchdowns. Since 2019, Hardman has five 14 fantasy point games. Five 14 or more fantasy point games. Byron Pringle has three in that same gap. 
And Byron Pringle is not expected to do anything. But in week seven, Byron Pringle, 31 snaps, increase in snap share, 45%, 20, 38, 45 the last three weeks. I'm not saying to go get Byron Pringle. What I'm saying is this McCole Hardman thing is feels a lot like Ronald Jones. Byron Pringle, 31 snaps, McCole Hardman, 44, Hill, 48, Demarcus Robinson, 53. 26 routes for Pringle, 35 for Hardman, 39 for Hill, 46 for Robinson. Robinson also 16th in the NFL in routes run with 220. He has 11 receptions. He has 102nd overall target share in the NFL. 102nd ranked target share in the NFL running the 16th most routes. It doesn't even make sense. He is this year's wind sprinter. They might not all be deep routes, but he's the guy that's on the other side of the field just taking the 11th man off the defense. So Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and guys can do everything else. This offense isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing, but Robinson, kind of messy. Four targets, one reception, seven yards. But now, McCole Hardman versus Byron Pringle. I feel like a broken record because we talked about this last year, the same situation. I feel like 365 days ago, week eight, week nine, week 10, we talked about Byron Pringle versus McCole Hardman. Why is Byron Pringle outplaying McCole Hardman? Well, because McCole Hardman just simply doesn't have it. Byron Pringle works hard. McCall Hardman doesn't have it. He doesn't have what they thought he was going to have to come in and replace Tyreek Hill a couple years ago when they dealt with that situation. It's messy. Six targets for Byron Pringle, five for McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman turns five targets into four receptions and 18 yards. Byron Pringle, five receptions, 73 yards. He was eighth in the NFL in week seven with 121 air yards. Byron Pringle. I'm not saying to start him. But just keep your eye on it. His snap share, like I've said, third straight week of increase, 20, 38, 45. Michael Hardman sitting there in the 60s, hasn't grown, hasn't went back. It's uh, yucky. Again, never went over 100 receiving yards, never had two touchdowns, period. 39 NFL games for McCall Hardman, this guy that was supposed to be the next boom, you know, ultra-athlete speed guy in Kansas City with Mahomes, with Kelsey, with Hill. He's never went over 100 yards, ever, 39 games. Houston. Big news came out Wednesday night tonight. Mark Ingram on the move. Big news, I guess, if you're a Houston fan. Mark Ingram on the move to New Orleans. He teams back up with his man, Elvin Kamara. If you remember from, what, three years ago, 2018, Mark Ingram, Elvin Kamara were the dirty duo. They absolutely killed it down in New Orleans. That's kind of what helped Kamara become what Kamara is. He didn't have to take on the workload, have 300 touches per year early on, let him move into that role. Last week, 19 snaps for Mark Ingram, seven less than David Johnson, one less carry than David Johnson, and three less targets than David Johnson. David Johnson seems like he's the guy that's going to be in that role. How much are they going to force into David Johnson? I'm not expecting very much. I said it before the season started. I thought David Johnson was going to end up with more receptions than he did carries. In this game, seven carries, six targets on the season, 27 carries, 19 receptions. Might be a little wrong on that, but it might come off 50-50. It's kind of a yucky situation. Johnson has hit 10 fantasy points three times this season. Impressive enough, I guess. But he's going to be viable from here till the end of the year unless something happens. Rex Burkhead might get a little more work. Philip Lindsay seems like he's going to fit into that role. We thought Philip Lindsay was kind of dead. No targets, no receptions. Two rushing attempts. What are we going to see? Maybe they ro- they bump him up. The guy I like, I'm stashing on my taxi squads, is Scotty Phillips. Scotty Phillips is, he hasn't played all year. He's been inactive. He is 
A 4.56 40-yard dash guy, 5'8", 210. He's only 24 years old. He played with DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Elijah Moore, those guys down at Old Miss. He has not done a damn thing in the NFL. He's been there for two years. Two rushing attempts, nine yards on the ground. But at Old Miss, he had 950 yards as a junior, 542 as a senior, 14 touchdowns as a junior. Scotty Phillips is a guy you got to stash. He's got burst. 29 bench reps is what it is. 96th percentile, though. He's strong. He's a brute. He's going to get opportunities. I like Scotty Phillips. I don't love him. But, again, you're talking about Houston. He's, he's just got to fill in the Mark Ingram role. He's going to be better than David Johnson and Philip Lindsay. I guess if I had to pick somebody in here, it'd be Philip Lindsay. But I'm staying away. At receiver, you saw the news come out with our Mark Ingram. What are we going to do? Brandon Cooks is like, this is BS. I don't want to be here. Nobody wants to be here. Why would anybody want to be in Houston? It's time to go get Nico Collins. I've been saying it for three weeks now. Last week, the show's name was Nico Collins Alpha Mode. That's because Alpha is about to come out. This week, they get the Rams. Next week, they get Miami. You got about 10 days to go buy Nico Collins before Brandon Cooks is out the door in the next week. Nico Collins is going to be the number one receiver with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback going into Miami. You're going to see a big game out of Nico Collins in two weeks against Miami. So be ready for that. Go trade for Nico now because that stock is about to go through the roof. Now. Of course, Cooks, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Is he going to go to Green Bay? Is he going to go to New England? I don't know. Regardless, I like the situation. You have to hold him. I would not be trading Brandon Cooks at all. And then at tight end, Farrell Brown actually outsnapped Jordan Akins. Is what it is. Neither of these tight ends are getting much work. Two receptions, 13 yards for Akins, three for 11 for Farrell Brown. I'm staying away from there. The only guy I want here is Nico Collins in Houston. San Francisco. A lot of people are out on the Brandon Ayuk idea. They're like, well, he's just not good. He's, he's a bum, whatever it is. Brandon Ayuk actually had an opportunity in this game to break out. He could have ended up two receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. It sounds like, oh, really? Well, he ended up with one target on on 38 snaps and 16 routes. One reception for six yards. Okay, okay, okay. But if you break it down, there was a play in the middle of this game. Ross Dwelly, there was a play action. Jimmy Garoppolo rolls out. Ross Dwelly gets one-on-one with the defensive end. Now, Ross Dwelly's a tight end, 240-pound tight end, gets one-on-one with the starting defensive end in the NFL. That's a mismatch. It's play-action rollout. Jimmy Garoppolo steps inside. He sets up to launch a ball. And when you break it down, you have to look down the all-22. Brandon Ayuk is 40 yards downfield, wide open. He kind of ran a sideline, comeback post. He was wide open, about eight yards of separation. When I tell you he was wide open, I'm telling you this was a jog in high-stepping Deion Sanders 80-yard touchdown for Brandon Ayuk. He put a move on this cornerback. He was wide open. It should have been a touchdown. Regardless, Ross Dwelly had a holding penalty, and the pass ended up getting tipped anyways uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo. and ended up being a 13-yard reception to Debo Samuel. It was just an ugly, ugly play. But the plan with the play is, and what the coaches will see when they go back and watch, is... Brandon Ayuk was wide open downfield. And if they correct the blocking on this play, that's going to happen. And that's going to be a touchdown at some point during the season. If it's not this week, it's going to be next week. I, I'm just I'm holding out on Brandon Ayuk. I actually traded him a couple weeks ago in one league, but I'm trying to trade for him in some other leagues that I'm competing in because I think Ayuk's going to be there. They can't just like throw the ball to Debo Samuel every single play. It's not working. They're not winning games. Like I get for fantasy, we love that, but... To win games, you need to spread the ball out. You can't be one-dimensional, and that's really what they are right now. They're running it with Elijah Mitchell, passing to Debo Samuel. That's literally, like, come on. If you want to trade for him, you can go to playerprofiler.com forward slash trade-finder in Dynasty Deluxe, and it'll bring you, you can type in Superflex, tight end premium, 12-man, 10-man, 8-man, 6-man. I don't give a damn what you play in. You can go on there, you can type in whatever player you want, and it'll, it'll auto-populate trades from the last month, two months, three months, week from MFL. 
So you type that in, you type in Brandon Ayuk. Trades that have happened in the last couple weeks, five days ago, Marquise Brown for Brandon Ayuk straight up, six days ago. Trey Sermon, Ayuk third and a fourth for Robert Woods. Brandon Ayuk for a second. Mac Jones, Ayuk, and Gusecki for Kamara. Tua for Brandon Ayuk. This is single quarterback. Brandon Ayuk for Tony. That was yesterday. And then Brandon Ayuk for Michael Thomas. That was two weeks ago. So there's some trades that are all over the board. But if you can trade for Ayuk for a second-round pick, I would do that. I don't know about trading Thomas or Tony, but I think he's in that range. He's kind of in that Kadarius-Tony range where we saw what Tony has, but we also saw what Ayuk had last year, and you can't really run that far away from Ayuk. So I'm going to stop right now because I have one company that I really appreciate, and that is PR Breaker. PR Breaker, you can check this out. This is my favorite right here, cotton candy materia pre-workout. It's the best in the business. I'm doing a giveaway in November. I did one in September. Frank Licatos won that. I'm doing it again in November. Free materia pre-workout right here, cotton candy. If you go to patreon.com forward slash carpenter NFL, the link is below in the description on podcast and on YouTube. If you subscribe to Carpenter NFL on Patreon, you get one entry. You get a bonus entry for every tier you sign up for. There's four tiers. If you sign up for each one, you get a bonus entry. Then if you go to prbreaker.com, make a purchase, DM me a screenshot at Carpenter NFL on Twitter, and I'll give you a bonus five entries. On December 1st, I will be doing a Wheel of Names giveaway live on Undercovered Ops, a Wheel of Names giveaway on December 1st for the winner. Again, sign up, patreon.com forward slash Carpenter NFL. Free entry. You sign up for a dollar, free entry in. Each level on Patreon gets you another entry. And then a purchase on prbreaker.com gets you a bonus five entries. So go check that out and win this right here. Frank Licatos won in September. Who's going to win November? Let's go to Carolina. Again, if you listen to Top 10 Takeaways on Monday, you would have heard Matt talk about the Temple, Matt Rule, Keith Kirkwood, Robbie Anderson, P.J. Walker connection. You're welcome. Somebody may have mentioned that to him before the show, maybe. But Robbie Anderson is getting forced the ball right now. The last four games, 11, 7, 11, 9 targets, 38 targets the last four games, and 13 receptions. 13 receptions on 38 targets. 20 targets the last two games with six receptions. It's absolutely terrible. But Terrace Marshall has a concussion. He's been out. Brandon Zilstra is out. He's on IR. The four guys in the receiving game right now is DJ Moore, 43 routes. Robbie Anderson, 43 routes. Keith Kirkwood, 25 routes. Shy Smith, 18 routes. The guy I'm going to get is Shy Smith. I went to the Carolina-Minnesota game two weeks ago. Shy Smith looked good. They gave him a handoff out of the backfield. He looked explosive. I actually looked up, and he's wearing DJ Moore's old number 12. And I was like, I had a flashback because I was like, is that DJ Moore? And it was Shy Smith. And I thought to myself, ooh, Shy Smith, he looks good. They're giving him the ball out of the backfield, kind of using him like a, like a Rondale, like a Debo type. I think Shai Smith is going to fit very well in this offense. You go to playerprofiler.com. He ran a 4.46 at his pro day. He had 75th percentile agility score, 5'9", 186. And, of course, he played at South Carolina with Brian Edwards and Debo Samuel. So if he's going to be Debo Samuel, the stars are aligning. Shai Smith, two targets, no catches. 11 routes in the slot out of 18. Keith Kirkwood, five targets on 22 slot routes. Of course, we were talking about Robbie Anderson. It is what it is. He ended 3 for 14. DJ Moore was not great. 6 for 73. He was okay. But it, Sam Darnold got pulled in this game, and P.J. Walker was the biggest takeaway. Now, P.J. Walker going to play again this week? I don't think so. I think they're going to keep forcing Sam Darnold back, and they have to. They traded for him. They paid him, blah, blah, blah. You're going to keep seeing DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson get targeted, and I think it's only going to help Shai Smith over Keith Kirkwood to have Sam Darnold in. They've been helping Shai Smith week after week after week, just giving him the ball opportunity. Week 6, 11% snap share. Week 7, 36% snap share. Tripled his routes. 
and he just looks better. So go get Shai Smith if you can. If you, Also, in the trade finder, what I just talked about with Brandon Ayuk, the same goes for Robbie Anderson. If you can go get him for some of the stuff that I'm looking at right here, you got to do it. Eight days ago, 2022 second-round pick, got Robbie Anderson and T.Y. Hilton. Seven days ago, Robbie Anderson for a third-round pick. Two days ago, Robbie Anderson for a third-round pick. Six days ago, Robbie Anderson for a third-round pick. So that's your price. You go get him for a third-round pick. I mean, I feel like a third-round pick for Robbie Anderson, you're going to go do it. It's it's uh, Third-round picks are darts. Let's go to Las Vegas. Willie Sneed gets cut. Willie Sneed is actually in Carolina now. We'll see what comes out of that. Um, but I'm not very um, – I'm not, not putting so much stock into Willie Sneed. I, I prefer Shai Smith. Brian Edwards is the king shit, though, in Las Vegas, and that's just point four. We talked about this. We've talked about it many times on all Roto Underworld platforms, but three receptions, 43 yards, and he finally gets his touchdown that he's been just kind of – he should have like four or five by now at the start of the season. Three receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown on four targets, seven slot routes out of 25. Full snap share, 56. Henry Ruggs, 44 snaps. Renfro, 35. And Zay Jones, 12. Zay Jones had a 43-yard touchdown as well in this game. Renfro, 7 for 58. Ruggs, 4 for 24. Ruggs had a little bit down game, but Ruggs is still Ruggs. He's going to have those opportunities. The biggest note from this one, though, if he didn't late swap in DFS once Darren Waller was out, was Foster Moreau, 6 for 60 on 6 targets, 57 snaps, 22 routes, 6 in the slot. He is a 1 for 1 for Waller. He's been the dynasty stash for a while. He's still 24 and a half years old. This kind of showed you, and I think this is where you lost your value if you didn't already have him in dynasty, was good luck getting him because now you see if Waller's out or once Waller leaves. This is Foster Moreau's team for the next 10 years after Waller's gone. Indianapolis, this is a mess. T.Y. Hilton was back, Paris Campbell was back, and now they're both out. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. T.Y. Hilton was the master key to this offense, and now he's hurt again. Sadly, Paris Campbell again hurt. That leaves the door open for Ashton Doolin. That is the podfather's truther of all time. I think next to Jeff Janis, it has to be Ashton Doolin. He's talked about him a couple times already this week. Michael Pittman, though, the alpha in this offense for what it's worth. Four targets, four receptions, 105 on 32 routes. Zach Pascal, he went from being underrated to now being one of the most overrated receivers in the NFL. Three receptions, 14 yards on six targets, 17 routes in the slot. The third guy, though, is Ashton Doolin. Mike Strawn was taking this job early in the offseason, early in the season, and now Ashton Doolin has completely flipped the script and taken the ball away from Mike Strawn. It's Ashton Doolin's game. It's Ashton Doolin's Reps to lose, 22 routes, one in the slot, and then Pittman and Pascal both had 32 routes. Down to New Orleans, talked about New Orleans heavily last week, said to go get Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith was coming back. Michael Thomas is still a couple weeks away. He's not going to be back this week. He's probably not going to be back next week. Look for Thomas to come back down the stretch. But the biggest takeaway, Traquan Smith, obviously, Marquez Callaway, um, he had an opportunity to... Take his over. We took his over. I think it was at 35 and a half this last week, and he missed it. He had it late in the game. There's a penalty called. But this week they get Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Tennessee, Philadelphia. Those next three games Tampa, Atlanta, Tennessee. That's why we waited for Marquez Callaway. We wanted Marquez Callaway, but the first half of the season was brutal. Jair Alexander, Dante Jackson, New England, New York, Washington, etc. That's tough defensive backs. Now, Tampa, Atlanta, Seattle, that's what we wanted for Callaway. Traquan Smith is back. Traquan gets three targets, one for 11, 20 slot routes. He is the slot guy now. Marquez Callaway outside with seven targets, three for 32. And then Kenny Stills on the other side, 21 routes, 
three targets, no receptions. Of course, Alvin Kamara, you guys all watched it on Monday Night Football, 10 receptions for 128 on 11 targets. They they squeaked this game out, 13-10 against Seattle. It was an ugly, ugly game. He had 20 rushing attempts for 51 rushing yards. It was uh, it was horrid to watch, to be honest with you, watching uh, Geno Smith try to finagle something, but it, it, no. Other guys in this offense, Kevin White, six snaps, one slot route, five routes in total. Ty, Ty Montgomery had 11 snaps in this game, seven routes ran, one target, nothing. Adam Troutman, though, continues to completely outsnap and outplay Juwan Johnson after a hot start to the season for Johnson. Troutman, 54 snaps, Juwan Johnson, 19. Troutman was in the media. He said something about Nick Vanette getting injured was a big reason why the start of the season was so slow and why he was run blocking a lot more than he was running routes like Juwan Johnson. And now Troutman feels comfortable, and you can see that in the games where he's starting to get these screen passes. He's starting to get the downfield action. Three targets, three receptions, 36 yards, 22 routes, seven in the slot. I like Troutman. If you can, if you need a tight end now, the latter half of the season, the same reason we like Callaway is the same reason you like Traquan. It's the same reason you like MT is the same reason you should be getting Adam Troutman if you dropped him or if he was dropped in leagues. I'm in a couple leagues that he was dropped in, and I have since added him. Going on to Baltimore. We're almost done. Two teams left. Baltimore. I was looking at some air yards this week, and I know this isn't a undercovered op. It's not a deep one, but it is an undercovered op because this opportunity I saw here completely blew my mind. Now, if I bring up passing yards from week number seven, total passing yards, Joe Burrow, 416, Matt Ryan, 336, Stafford, 334, Derek Carr, 323. Now, that's four quarterbacks with more than 320 passing yards, right? Now, you look at air yards for receivers. I had to triple take this. I had to check multiple websites. Then I had to go to NFL GSIS, break down the depths. Then I had to go to our charts that we do on the formation charts. I had to recheck that chart because I did not believe this number. Hollywood Brown had 321 air yards in week number seven, 14 targets. The next closest was T. Higgins with 179 air yards and then Kyle Pitts with 148. Marquise Brown had 321 air yards. That is double, more than double, Kyle Pitts, who was in third with 148. Again, Lamar Jackson had 447 air yards. Marquise Brown, 321 out of that 447. Absolutely ridiculous. But with that, that should also benefit Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman comes in six targets, three for 80. Marquise Brown, 14 targets, five for 80. So again, right behind there, he's already coming in and taking over that role that we wanted to see Bateman in. Bateman's that dude. Bateman is the soon-to-be alpha in this offense. He was outplaying... When it was Minnesota, it was Bateman and Tyler Johnson. Bateman was always the superior talent. Tyler Johnson was just the homegrown kid that played great. And we loved him, but Bateman is... Bateman's a dude. 63% snap share last week, 60% this past week against Eli Apple. 19, 23 routes this week. Six targets for his first game, six targets for his second game, 29 and 80 yards in his debuts. He's only going to keep growing in this offense. I love Bateman. Hopefully you have him. If you don't have him, that's unfortunate. But he gets a bye week, uh, bye week this week, Minnesota, Miami, Chicago. He's going to continue to eat the second half of the season. And then at tight end, the biggest takeaway I think from this game I got was Josh Oliver. So Mark Andrews is in 23 routes. Josh Oliver runs 17, 15 in the slot for Andrews, 10 out of 17 in the slot for Oliver, seven targets for Andrews, five for Oliver, two for 29 in the air for Oliver, and three for 48 in the air for Mark Andrews. So Oliver's a guy that was in Jacksonville whom we liked. We liked Josh Oliver 
but he kept getting injured. I think he tore an ACL. I think he tore an Achilles or something like that. And he just never hit. And we thought, oh, it's it's done with. And then over the offseason, he signs with Baltimore. And the, I was like, well, I guess he can maybe carve out a role. But Nick Boyle's there. There's a lot of guys. And this isn't really a great offense for him, especially with Mark Andrews. But he's 24.8 years old, 87th percentile 40-yard dash, 87th percentile speed score. And Hayden Hurst is his best comparable. Hayden Hurst was obviously drafted to Baltimore. So we like Josh Oliver, 6'5", 250. Stash him, if you can, stash him. We'll finish up where you thought we were going to finish up, with the New York Jets, baby. The New York Jets come off of a bye, and what do they do? They give the Opportunity King his crown. He's officially crowned the Opportunity King. We only did it like six weeks ago. We warned you. 74% snap share this week. Every single week this year, it's went up. Let's do it. Week one, 25%, 44%, 45%, 48%, 50%, 74.2% snap share in week number seven. You absolutely love to see it. 48 snaps. Ty Johnson had 20. 11 carries for Michael Carter. 5 for Ty Johnson. 24 routes run. 12 for Ty Johnson. 9 targets. Ty Johnson did have 7. But this game was the exact reason we talked about him preseason on the World Famous Draft Kit. You can rewind it. Go to the preseason. Look at the World Famous Draft Kit. I said Michael Carter will be an RB2 in 2021. That means he's top 24. The reason being, New York sucks. We knew that. We knew they were not going to win maybe one or two games. And you saw Mike White comes in, and they're dumping it off, dumping it off, dumping it off, dumping it off. I compared him to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming out of the draft process. Look where we're at. The kid is climbing every single week. 10.8 fantasy points, 10.4, 14.8, 16.4, a touchdown in two of the last three games, 88 yards, 34 yards, 58 yards, 104 yards. He hasn't even crested 20 touches in a game yet. Let's go. Michael Carter is the way. He's currently RB35. He's not 24 yet, but I'm telling you, he's going to end up in the top 24. Said that in the World Famous Draft Kit, and I'm sticking to my guns. Michael Carter out of North Carolina, 22 and a half years old, 98th percentile agility score. What did I say during the rookie prospect camps coming out? Michael Carter will outscore Javante Williams in fantasy football for 2021, and I'm sticking to my guns. He will continue, and he will do it to finish this season. And it was Shai Smith, and I thought to myself, ooh, Shai Smith, he looks good. They're giving him the ball out of the backfield, kind of using him like a like a Rondell, like a Debo type. I think Shai Smith is going to fit very well in this offense. 